All right. One for the money, two for the show, three to get ready, four to go. Woo! I've been waiting a long time to do that because usually I do episodes on Monday. That didn't happen this week because of many things that have happened in my life. But welcome to episode nine of the Wolf's Den podcast with yours truly, Mr. Jordan Wolf. And before I get into who I have today, because once again, I am not alone in the den. The den is crowded and isn't being allowed to enter some people into it. I have some things to tell you people. And that the first one is, is that one of the things that happened in my life is I'm going to be officially working for the Jackals starting next week. The New Jersey Jackals are an independent baseball team as a part of the Can-Am League. This year, it's a bit wacky because of the virus. They're going to play with five other teams. It's going to be like a six-pack challenge, and we'll see how that goes. So I'm going to be doing all uh, journalism, content, whatever stuff for them. And on top of that, I just got my wisdom teeth out. So hopefully it's not too noticeable, but that's besides the point. And what is the point is that I got two guests on here today that I'm really excited to have on because all my guests so far have been male. And sometimes – you know, when you do all these guests that are made, you got to switch it up a little bit. Maybe a little bit too much testosterone. Yes, I said that. So what you need to do now is switch it up. And what I have first is I will introduce my two guests at this time. The first guest is a woman who takes phenomenal photos, is a woman who is coming back to Quinnipiac for her master's degree, is a woman who is a diehard Mets fan and a Rangers fan and is extremely smart and talented at what she does. And that is Miss Liz Flynn. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thrilled to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you here. And the second guest I have is someone I've gotten to know over the last year. She's like kind of the helping hand. She's not the Rex at Ralph, but the Fix-It Felix of uh, Q30. Anytime you need to help, she's there. She's always helping every department in Q30 and stuff. She's all around. She's tried, she's dipped her toes into the pool of writing some sports content, and it's pretty awesome. So my second guest I have on, huge Phillies fan from the backwoods of Pennsylvania, it's Kaylin Terry. Kaylin, how you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me on. No problem. I know that intro was pretty whack, but um, <laughs> I'm so glad you guys are here. And uh, now that we are, and I kind of got all that jumble out of the way, we'll get started. And the first topic that we have is the NFL. And with the NFL, we have a man that's really ascended through the ranks and a man who loves to buy everyone dinner and a man who will continue to buy more people dinner as he just signed a 10-year $503 million contract extension, but there's a caveat as he had two years left on his current deal. So it's going to be for 12 season. And the man I'm talking about is Mr. Patrick Mahomes. He's not only going to be going to more concerts with his girlfriend. He's not only going to be throwing 50 more touchdowns. He's going to be in Kansas city, maybe for the rest of his life. Now I'll go first with Patrick Mahomes. He's obviously a phenomenal player and can do so, so many things. He can throw a football like he's riding his bike, but I don't know if any player deserves to have a 12-year contract, but I'll let whoever wants to go first explain what they feel about this extension. I mean, I guess I'm used to 12-year long contracts. Okay, that's, you know, that's where you're going. Really been, but uh, no, I think that Patrick Mahomes is definitely a very good player, um, and I think that he's going to do well in Kansas City for that amount of time. But I do think 12 years is very long. I mean – People get tired. People get injured. It's it's kind of hard to do that long of a finding, but I think it'll be good. I think it'll it'll be good. Okay. My my concern is is that he did have a little bit of a knee issue this past season, so I think that'll heal. But like I said, twelve years is a lot for anybody, and hopefully for the NFL and and for my love them sake that Patrick Mahomes stays as healthy and as beautiful as he is. Uh, Liz, you can go. 
Yeah, I definitely think it's a longer contract, especially for the Chiefs. Like, their other player contracts, I think, end in, like, 2023. So it's definitely something different. But I think if any player is going to get that kind of contract after a postseason run that they had, it's going to be Mahomes. For sure, for sure. And and let's just preface this, that the Chiefs, besides Patrick Mahomes, might have the most loaded team uh, in the NFL right now. I mean, you have Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who they just drafted in the backfield, Damian Williams, Tyreek Hill on the outside, Travis Kelsey, one of the best tight ends in the game, a defense that's a lot better than you think, and um, we're going to turn this around to the Giants. It's Steve Spagnuolo, who uh, won two Super Bowls with my favorite team, is now their defensive coordinator. So... Chiefs are looking really good, and they just got their man for a really good price. Well, I, maybe not a really good price, but a really heavy price. So, if anything, if you guys have nothing else to say, we can move on, or you have any more points? No, you touched on most of that, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, fantastic. you got it all. Sweet, sweet, good. So, the second thing we'll move on to the NFL is it's been a hectic week for this organization, and I'm talking about the Washington football team. I don't even know if I should say the name anymore because that's right. I will say it once. The Redskins – released a statement saying that they're retiring their name. Now, where this goes from here, I have no idea because I saw a story that this random guy filed a trademark for 44 team names that the Redskins could possibly choose, which is astonishing to me. So I will ask the question of, do you guys feel this was the appropriate time to change their name? Then I will go last. I think if there was any time, to have that discussion and go through with changing the name of your team. I feel like now is the time that it makes the most sense to do it, especially with all the other things going on in the world and all the movements. This is just an example of how you take something that you're learning and then you're just making a change. Obviously a ton of people are not happy about it. Some people don't really care, but I think overall, if you're going to make that change now is a good time to do it. Absolutely. I mean, well said, Kaylin, you want to go? Yeah, I mean, it's been in the talk. Uh, I feel like you know, the past 10 years, it's come up so many times that it needs to be changed. And I think it was only a matter of time before it was anyways. But now was probably the best time for it happened, especially like with everything that's going on. Um, I, I think they changed it at the probably better time now than ever, I guess. No, absolutely, absolutely. And with the Redskins, I just feel like a lot of it, you can say is because of financial pressure and how FedEx changed their wants to be out of there because of their name change and things of that nature. But it's, it's obviously a sensible move in this type of environment and culture, even if it might not be for the right reasons in the world, but we'll see what they do. Maybe it'll be the Washington red wolves, red tails, pigskins. That's one name I think they should be, but Clearly now they have to go default through this guy who's going to get the trademark rights to all 44 names that he selected. So that'll be really interesting. So great points, great analysis there. And we'll move on once again to the Tomahawk shop in the Arrowhead Kansas City Chiefs as they were very busy this week as they also signed one of the most underrated pass rushers in the NFL in stone cold Chris Jones to a four-year $85 million extension. And I'm not done as – Let's play a quick game of who got the next contract extension. It's a man who loves to read poetry and a man who violently swings helmets on the NFL football field. That's right. If you guessed it, it's Miles Garrett. As he got an extension to a five-year, $144 million deal. It's the highest paid non-QB deal, I believe, right now, which is crazy. So I want you guys to think about one of the two deals that I just said and which one you think is more sensible and a bit more realistic. 
I think I want to say, I think Chris Jones, for some reason, I don't really, I couldn't tell you like a long list of reasons why, but I just feel like something about that contract just makes sense. And I think it's going to definitely help the Chiefs almost move towards like a dynasty, if that's like a bold (laughs) thing to say, but I think that's a move that you want to make if you really want to start to take your team to the next level. And I think that's a, that Jones was a good play for that. For sure. For sure. Kalen. I, I agree with Liz. I don't really have much more to say on that. I do think Chris Jones was definitely a good choice. I mean, he'll bring, he'll bring the Chiefs up even better than they are now. He will. In any playoff situation, you need a guy that's going to attack the quarterback and put them on their butt. And that guy seems to be Chris Jones, who had some issues with the team in the beginning, but they were able to figure it out. I will say about Miles Garrett that I, I can't believe he got this much. I understand that he's a really important piece, and what he did was extremely bad and not good. But I believe in second chances, and I think he, made, he owned up to his mistake. And he's an important piece for that Browns future. But to get this much for a non-QB deal, or the highest paid right now maybe the NFL – is insane so we'll see if he can stay healthy and live up to all that but I know there's a lot of people who have really I feel like kind of undervalued maybe Miles Garrett a little bit I think he's a lot better than people give him credit for considering that he was a number one pick but a lot of crazy thoughts there for Miles Garrett but one last extension that we will talk about is whoop whoop King Henry in the flesh that's right it's Derrick Henry who emerged last year as a force to be wrecking with, kind of a wrecking ball, essentially, is that he signed a four-year, $50 million extension, 25 mil guaranteed. So now he joins his good buddy who helped the Titans ascend in the playoffs and to Liz's disdain last year, Ryan Tannehill. So do you guys, what do you guys think of this move? Objectively, because I know, Liz, you're a Patriots fan, and you probably hate to see that you might have to face Derrick Henry again and again and again. So, Well, first of all, I'm a Giants fan. I, oh, my gosh. I, I am so sorry. That was so stupid. I literally thought you were a Pats fan. Wow. Okay, that's definitely not going to be edited out. And we can, we can the Long Island, my stupidity. Okay, the go. The Long Island Mets and Rangers fan is not a Patriots <laughs> fan. I'm a Giants fan. But we can move past that. But – Objectively, I think that Henry's one of the players that you'd need on your team. I think he's fourth or fifth in rushing yards over the past four years. So I think it's definitely a good extension. I think in terms of money, I don't think it's too over the top. I think it's a pretty decent place for him to kind of slide in. But, yeah, overall, I think the fact that he has all of those rushing yards just makes him even more valuable. For sure, for sure. Kalen, what do you got? Yeah, I agree. Um, Objectively, he has been a big force for the Titans this year. Um, I think he he definitely was a big reason that they were in the playoffs and they made it as far as they did. Um, I think other teams were (laughs) kind of nervous to face him. I mean, I loved watching him play. Um, He was always a force to be reckoned with. So I think it was a good choice. Yeah, and let's just highlight that we didn't even see Derrick Henry's full potential until this year. Like, he went to Alabama. I believe he won the Heisman Trophy, if I'm correct. Then he came to the NFL, kind of started a bit slow, really big. People didn't know what you'd get out of him. And then 
you get this. And this, if this is Derrick Henry's peak, then watch out. And also, um, for those hosts out there, clearly do your research on who your guests are. And not, don't assume that they're from Massachusetts. So, okay. Um, now we'll move on from that. If you guys would like to talk about the 49ers in a sense of Colin Kaepernick and a Disney partnership deal or their running back where he Mozart requesting a trade, whatever topic you'd like to dive into, that's what we'll do next. Um, I don't think I have a ton to say on either. Okay. Yeah. Kind of always in the spotlight for something, and now it just right. has to do with Disney. Right, right, right. And in terms of requesting a trade, I think it's something that's nuts. Yeah, um, I'm just going to highlight Raheem Mozart real quick. Let's just preface that he got cut from about six NFL teams. I, you didn't even know who he was halfway through this season. Then he gets a starting role. Then he produces in the playoffs. And to be cut from six NFL teams and know what that feels like, then have the gall to request a trade when you don't get the money that you wanted for a player that hasn't even been this productive ever – is absurd to me. So we'll see what the 49ers decide to do with Raheem Mozart, but he's definitely an important piece for their team. But I was just shocked that he had the gall sounds so Kevin Higgins like right there to request a trade. That was pretty ridiculous. But now we will move on to a league that everyone cannot wait to get started in about a week. And that is the MLB through all the turbulence that they've put all their fans through. It is getting started within a week. And the first thing we will talk about is the one team I know that Liz is actually a fan of is the New York Mets. So, Liz, you, Jacob Resnick, all, Kevin Higgins, all the Mets fans out there that I know are feeling pretty confident about this season, even if it's a 60-game season. So, is that right, or is there anything else that we should know about how you're feeling about your team coming into this season? Because we all know how I feel about my team. So, Yeah, overall, I'm feeling pretty good. Obviously, there's a ton of concern with starting the season with the pandemic going on and worries about – if one player contracts a disease or something like that, then it's just going to set off everything else. But as a fan, I'm just thrilled to have baseball back and be able to have a little sense of normalcy. I'm yeah. feeling pretty good about the Mets, other than the fact that there's so much going on. Like, there's already the difference in the season because of the pandemic and how the format's completely changed. And while they're doing their workouts and their inner squad games, the team's pretty much split between city field and MCU park where the Brooklyn Cyclones usually play. But since minor league baseball season was canceled, they have that space now to work out. DeGrom pitched the other day and he's now day to day with back tightness for whatever reason. Luis Rojas is in his first season as the manager. And now he's finally actually having a season to prep for, even though it's the most unconventional way to start your new job. And on top of all of that, we pretty much get daily updates on the Mets bidding process. Steve Cohen was expected, A-Rod and J-Lo are in it. And then out of the random news of Sheldon Adelston came in and everyone was like, oh, he's really going to be the one to go up against Cohen. And then they ended up saying that they are not actually bidding on the Mets. It was like a rumor or something. So I feel like it's just a typical season where there's never a dull moment as a Mets fan. No, that's a so. great way to put it. That really is. It, it seems like a reality show that – never ends so yeah um, okay what else is so, now yeah but I, i'll say this from as a yankee fan i'm not afraid to say that the mets have a really deep lineup and if everyone stays healthy i i, I think you better watch out but another 
NL East team and an NL East person we have on here is Kaylin, who's a ginormous Phillies fan with Bryce Harper and his gorgeous locks. So, Kaylin, how do you feel about uh, the Phillies? Oh, yeah, we got a rivalry going in here. But um, I'll be honest, I was a little worried at the beginning of this year, or, well, not at the beginning of the year, but a couple of months ago when half of our team was, you know, had corona. Um, I know seven people, in, both in the starting lineup and just back, they were out with corona. We didn't even know if you were able to play at all. Everybody's back. Training, so hopefully we'll be okay to start. I mean, we've got a whole new management team now. Um, I mean, we have Girardi, so I think we're going to be set for this year. We've got Charlie Manuel um, helping us out. Love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, I mean, everything going on with the JT Romuto deal is just not happening. I think that JT is very important for the Phillies, and I do think that they need to try to get some sort of deal negotiation done and get him back on and sign him on because I think he's definitely, like, a really good force for the Phillies. And I'm, I'm excited for the season. I think we're going to do really well. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be good. It'll be tough with all of the NLEs teams being very good this year, but, you know, it'll be a fun division. Hey, I don't know if I consider the Marlins good, but for the five, for sure. Um, it's going to be really mm -hmm. tough, and I, and I wish you luck, because in the vision that I, the team that I like, we have the Red Sox, who are heavily injured. We have the Blue Jays, who are still really young, and I don't know what to expect from them. We have the Rays, who have amazing pitching and can throw incredible change-ups from Tyler Glass now and Blake Snell and the rest of those guys. Then you have... The great Baltimore Orioles, who we get to play about 10 to 15 times, and I, and I can't wait for each time we play them. It's going to be a fun time to be a Yankee fan. So that's how I feel. And one last baseball nugget that I have here, and first, and I also want to say Liz and Kalen made great points about their teams as well. Uh, Buster Posey, who is one of the major faces of Major League Baseball and who's been a consistent player for a long time for the New York Giants, I believe a two- to three-time World Series champion, and a batting champion as well. Maybe an MVP. I, I'm losing it a little bit. But the important thing I have to say here is that he has decided to opt out because him and his wife are actually adopting identical twin girls. So Buster Posey decided to not play this season, to not be behind the plate, and to take care of his family. So there's nothing more I can say but a very respectable decision, and I wish him luck because I love watching him play. He's a very fun player to watch. So if we don't have anything else to say about the MLB – we will move on to a topic that affects us all three, and that is the NCAA. As what happened in the NCAA is that the big question that we don't usually have to know an answer to is will sports be playing? Because usually in normal times, it's a yes. But in these times, it's an I don't know is the first answer that comes to your mind. So the first league that does know what they're doing is the Ivy League, as they announced that they're postponing fall sports until at least 2021. And our conference that Quinnipiac is in, since we all attend there, the MAC, they want to start September 11th. So I'll go to you first, Liz. What do you think of all this jumbo mess, different opinions of when to start, if not to play? So, Yeah, I think with everything just being so unknown, leagues are often seeing what other leagues are doing and making their decisions off of that. But thinking about the MAC, back in March during the MAC basketball tournament, the MAC was one of, if not the last league, to cancel their tournament That's when right. every other league was dropping every five minutes. We were sitting in the arena just refreshing our Twitter feeds to find out what was going to happen, and the MAC was one of the last to, to end it. 
So I imagine that the Mac is going to do everything they can to just have their fall sports and just try to salvage some kind of a season. But in terms of the Ivy Leagues, the way that that also can impact Quinnipiac is for ECAC hockey, because then if Ivy League delays until 2021, then part of your winter season is going to get pretty screwed up. Because looking at Quinnipiac's ice hockey programs, Quinnipiac plays Brown, Harvard, Dartmouth, Yale, Cornell, and Princeton. And if all of those teams are delayed, then you're going to have ECAC Hockey Conference with six teams. The only teams that are left are Quinnipiac, Clarkson, St. Lawrence, RPI Union, and Colgate. Yeah, I mean, in, in this these times call for pretty crazy solutions, and that's what they might have to do. But you do a great job of outlining what's going on, why it's going on, and how it impacts the future. So, Kaylin, do you have anything to say? Yeah, I was going to say, um, I know the Ivy League's canceled, and the Patriot League has also um, right. canceled, or at least pushed back until, you know, further notice kind of thing. Um, and I am wearing whether the MAC will follow suit. Um, I know slowly but surely they're all going to start at least putting things out, um, maybe postponing, um, whatever. But Liz is right in that we're not going to have much of a hockey season with the AC or ECAC only having, you know, six teams, um, especially without the Ivy league. And if those other leagues cancel too, you know, it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to have a fall sports season, but I I'm hopeful that we will. <laughs> Me too. But it's again, sacrifice for the betterment and the health of other mm-hmm. people. That's basically what I got to say about that. So great points there. Um, hopefully we see a solution come out. We don't know what's going to happen right now, but maybe in a couple weeks time, we'll get some more clarity for the Mac, not the Ivy league. Cause we know what's going on with that. So the next college sport we'll move on to is college football. You know, every year we have the 14 playoff and it's, we'll see what happens this year because the big 10 and the PAC 12, two major division one conferences announced that they will do a conference only schedule for all fall sports. So with college football season on the horizon, what do you guys think this means for the other conference? Do you think we're going to see this become a trend? How is this going to work for the playoff? What's it going to mean for the committee? There's so many questions that are unanswered that I'll just let you guys talk because I don't know the answers to them. So, I think a big thing is definitely pressure and just seeing what other leagues are doing and how their games are being impacted by all these changes. I'm not a huge college football fan myself, so personally I'm not really bothered by whatever they're doing. But I think just for someone who is a big college football fan, there's going to be outrage on what they do. There's going to be complaints on what they don't do. So I feel like college football is a sport that's definitely in a tougher spot because it's like people of all ages across the country live and breathe college football in some ways. It's not like the Mac being canceled. Like, would that break my heart? Absolutely. But some people could kind of care less about certain sports in that respect, which is unfortunate, but it's a truth. For sure. There's three things I have to say. Shout out to Will Fowler because he's a ginormous LSU fan. Came to my suite last year, wore Jamal Adams LSU jersey. So he's a big college football fan. Shout out to Andrew White. He's a ginormous Georgia fan who – invited me and a couple of my other friends to come into the Buckman Theater and watch the Georgia-Alabama game. Yes, that did happen. And hopefully I get to see some more college game day and, you know, Lee Corsa putting on some masks and um, Desmond Howard and the gang and Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreit making some jokes and stuff. So hopefully we get to see all that miscellaneously. But for what you guys said about the sport in general, 
and how it impacts travel and the colleges, I completely agree with. It's going to be a mess. We're going to have to see what the committee and the NCAA decides to do. But from that on, we will now move on to a topic that's also announced a start date, which I announced in my last episode in August 1st, and that is the NHL. As my favorite team was in the headlines this week because through all of this, what was lost was a coaching change. And it was from Mr. Kevin Weeks, a former goaltender in the NHL. He was now on NHL Network. He reported that my New Jersey Devils have decided to name Lindy Ruff as their new head coach and take the interim tag off Tom Fitzgerald. I want you guys to go first since, you know, we have Flyer fan, Ranger fan on here. And then I'll give my take on how I feel about this. So, Hey, I'm a Rangers fan, so I'm not heartbroken. Yeah. Lindy Ruff go. I'm not going to be the fan that sits and blames every single Rangers problem on him, but I'm also not going to sit here and say that I liked him. <laughs> so I'm just going to yeah. give a nice salute and say, have a good time with him. Okay. Kaylin, what do you got? Yeah, I don't have much to say on him. I'm, I'm not a big hockey follower, so okay. I, just, I just know the Flyers. And that's it. <laughs> Basically, Lindy Ruff, I believe he did spend some time in the Flyers organization, but – Coming from the Rangers to the Devils, it's definitely a move that's not going to draw attention. It definitely draws attention. And I'll give his track record right now. He has 10 years that he made it to the playoffs. One finals appearance, 16 above 500 seasons, and one coach of the year. So the credentials and the qualifications are there. But for me, I'm a bit skeptical because I don't know if this is the guy I go with right now. In this type of phase where you need to build up a team that's kind of in a bit of a uh, stall phase right now with their team and, and having a lot of young guys and Hughes and Heischer and Zaka and so forth. So I don't know if this is the guy. I understand we're trying to get someone experienced out there, but we'll see what happens with Lindy Ruff. And I know Ranger fans are more than happy to get rid of him. But as for Tom Fitzgerald, I'm ecstatic that he has the GM job because last deadline, he made some remarkable traits, especially the one with Blake Coleman and Nolan Foote of the Tampa Bay Lightning. So – Congrats to Tom Fitzgerald, Lindy Ruff. We'll see what happens. And now we'll start to move on. If we have nothing left to say, it's probably not, to some really creative segments I tried to come up with this week. And one of them I'm going to introduce right now is called Run It Back. And, yes, it's used a lot on Twitter, and I promise I'm not going to milk it dry here. But essentially what that means is we're gonna ha- we all can think of one moment in sports that we wish we can see over and over and over again. What would that moment be? And if you'd like me to go first – to set, the, to set this off, I will go first. If you want to go first, Liz or Kaylin, you guys can go first. I don't care. I need a second. I, I, can, go, I can go first. Okay, go ahead. Um, this is going to be the cut and dry Philadelphia answer for sure. Um, okay. But it has to be Super Bowl 52 and the Eagles winning. I mean, the Eagles 52 years. It, t- it took them 52 years to win the Super Bowl. And I think that was probably the greatest sports moment of my life. I was with a bunch of Eagles fans. It was great. We sang the song. That That's it. That's all. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, hey, I mean, as a Philly fan, I, I didn't, didn't expect anything less. So that, that's <laughs> We don't a- see it often, so. <laughs> yeah. And, and I know Nick Foles is, is indebted to you forever. So. For sure. Liz, you want to go or you would like me to explain what my moment is? Yeah, I got one. I think mine's a bit of an unconventional answer. I could say like a time where the team that I like won a championship or another like big moment. 
But one moment that sticks out for me that I just vividly remember was that it was a Mets moment back when there were the rumors that Wilmer Flores was being traded. Oh, okay. I see where we're going here. And then all of that stuff happened. And then there was the walk-off and just the, the emotions behind it and just seeing so much feeling and so much emotion just from watching it on TV is something that I just will never forget. And I just think that's such a cool moment that you don't see very often. Like you hear trade rumors all the time in sports, but to actually hear fans at the game you're currently on the field for saying that you were just traded and you just have to carry out the game and just keep going. I think that's something that's super special. And granted, he's no longer on the Mets and I do miss him, but I think that's a moment that I'll never forget. And I can just, I could watch that and never get tired of it. Uh, I, I know it was a very powerful moment. And the fact that we're, I feel like it's indebted Mets fans forever to Wilmer Flores. And now Wilmer Flores and his tears, I think have moved on, I believe to either Milwaukee or Arizona. I, it's one of those two teams. Do you know which one or because I know he's not with the Mets, unfortunately anymore, but I believe it's one of those two. So uh, giants giants. I wasn't even close. Okay. And I consider myself to know this sport. That's fine. We'll move on. <laughs> so as a Yankee fan, um for me uh it's interesting what i'm gonna pick here and the reason why i'm gonna pick this moment is because i think it was so amazing and we're never gonna see something like it again and that is the bartolo cologne home run against james shields at petco park it was an incredible moment to watch and the bat flip and a cabrera smiling and running down the dugout and all of them hopping on bartolo cologne pre-coronavirus times Fantastic. It was a moment I'm never going to forget. And if I can just watch that over and over again, if I can wake up in the morning to an alarm of Bartolo Colon bat flipping and running around the bases, I, I would, I would have that dream every day. So that is my moment that I have run it. will want to run it back. So thank you guys for giving your moments and we only have a couple things left. So I believe now we will move on to, I did a couple different route of my cages this week. And what route of my cages, as I explain every week, is a miscellaneous topic that me and the guests are into, that the other viewers aren't so into. And it's kind of turned into this me calling people out, rattling people's cages that way after what happened on the Healthy Scratches episode. But we won't, we won't do that here. Um, the first one I got is I want you guys saw me on stage for Kaylin. You were heavily involved in this, known as Holiday Hottie. And I would like to know what your favorite moment from that was quickly. So... My favorite my favorite holiday holiday moment was when Joe Lagrippo was brought back and he just ran up on stage in his nice outfit. Yes. And it was mm-hmm. so funny because all of his friends were there screaming. And then I was talking to him after and I remember he said to me how upset his mother would be if he didn't get to showcase his best dressed suit. And I was like, perfect. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. I mean, the fact that Joe get, got let back on stage, that completely changed the dynamic of that contest. So it was definitely something I didn't see coming, nor the contestants, nor the fans. But he was a fan favorite, so everybody was pretty happy with that decision. Kaylin, what do you got? Yeah, mine's kind of similar. But um, as you know, I was in the control room for the whole time, yep. you know, fixing things, doing things. But uh, it was chaotic back there. And I love the chaos of shows. So that was a good part for me. But when we brought Joe back up, the, the entire control room was a mess. Like, we were trying to talk to people on stage. We were trying to figure out what we were going to do ourselves. 
and I just remember Taylor sniffing over her mic and her headset and just going, what is going on? What are we doing? What is happening? And I think that was probably the funniest moment of the whole show. And then you had Joe run up there and still go. And it was great. We had everybody on the Facebook page just commenting, put Joe back, put Joe back. And then everybody was excited when he was. <laughs> yeah. Um, not, not shocking at all that Taylor would have that reaction. So uh, that's a good moment to choose. Um, I, I can tell that it was pretty chaotic from the start to finish, but you guys were able to pull it off. And it was a fun time for all the contestants mm -hmm. to just kind of go fly by the seat of their pants of the entire contest. So. I'll go with my favorite moment and I would choose myself because what I did up there, so many people thought I got robbed of the winning, but essentially what the prize is, is kind of a crown on your head. So you kind of have to look at it as a glass half full, half empty sort of scenario. So I'm going to go with someone else. And my favorite moment was the surprise of the night when Jared Penna decided to go up there and hula hoop and Hula hoop like nobody's business and hula hoop like he was winning a million dollars. It was incredible. Jonathan Banks played the beautiful assistant to Jared's act. He got to go up there for no reason. I don't know who let him on that stage, but he got to go on that stage and, and be himself. And it was, it was a fantastic moment to watch. I, Jared's great. Um, I think I believe he shaved his head before quarantine. So I hope he's doing well out there. And uh, yeah, that was my favorite moment. So thank you guys for that. We will move on to my second rattle my cage. And this well, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. will be number three that I have here in my notes. And it will be a creative thing called Our Favorite Tweets of the Week. So if you guys have a tweet that you saw or you created, because I have a situation I'm going to explain really quickly. But if you guys would like to go first, I will go pull that up on my phone. Because it was turned into something I didn't expect. So I had just liked a tweet this morning that said something like, I would have started to save money in kindergarten if I knew life was like this. And I laughed <laughs> out loud in my office for about five minutes. That's great. That's, I thought it that's was great. so funny and so stupid accurate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just went, yeah, same. You should. <laughs> yeah, I don't think mine was a tweet necessarily, but when we kind of had the blackout on Twitter where anybody who was verified couldn't tweet anything. Um, when everybody came back online and was able to, I just, every account was like, oh, we're back, uh, and then was making fun of it. So I think those were pretty funny, but I don't have like a specific tweet this week. That was really funny. So because um, Zoom is for some reason like uh, counting down my time, I'm going to try to explain this as quickly as I can for my situation. So I'm a big Zoe 101 fan, and, and Sharon Tierney, who is a grade below me, who goes to Quinnipiac as well, She's tweeted that, should I be Zoe 101 for Halloween for the irony? And I replied, you know, I said, if you dress like Nicole, then that might be the most savage Nickelodeon costume I've seen because um, the actress, Alexa Nicholas, has a real rivalry with Jamie Lynn Spears. So that's a whole different topic. And then she said, me and her don't have the beef the way that me and my girl Jamie do. Then I said, excellent point, Shannon. Almost spelled your name wrong, but that's probably nothing new. I had to make sure it was right. That really blew up. That got like 11 likes and people thought it was hilarious. I didn't even think anything of it, but that was to my shock. So then she said, thank you. Shannon's have no flavor. And then I said, no place to cue you because you're there. And then people thought completely different of that reply than what it actually was. And to give, I guess, as quickly as I can, some people thought I was um, making my move. And I'm like, no, like that's not even close to what was happening. I don't know how that you came with that conclusion, but that's pretty ridiculous. So that was my situation of the week. It, it kind of blew up and, and people really found that funny. So I appreciate that. They dug my sense of humor. So the last, Oh, you got something to say? 
No, oh my god, sorry, no. I was talking about my family. <laughs> oh, no, 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 you're, I'm sorry, you're fine. Liz, anything you no, got? You're, you're very entertained by that? I know, it was a very interesting situation. I mean, hey, I saw that Unravel live on Twitter as I was scrolling. Yeah, so yeah, um, you know, like <laughs> I said, I, I have to keep my options open. You never know what can happen, but that's not what really was happening on that thread. It definitely was. I don't know why people came away with that conclusion, but the last rattle my cage, we'll move on is something I've done here and installed in the Wolf's Den podcast, and that's called Arden's Dagger. So if there's one thing that you have on your mind that you would like to express, now is the time to do it. It's kind of like the sports reporter's parting shots. Hmm. I'm tired. That's about it. Okay, fair enough. I'm tired too. Working every day staring at the same four walls is exhausting, but... Yeah, I understand you, Liz. It's very tiring. (laughs) Kim, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just driving home from vacation right now, so I had a good week. But um, I'm obsessed with Hamilton, and that's been about it. Recently. Oh, so I could good. talk about that so for hours. Good. It is so good. Like, I, I was a fan in, you know, 2015 when it started, and now to see it actually, like, in, per- in person, kind of. Um, so good. So good. It's so good. I think to people's surprise, yes, I know who Lin-Manuel Miranda is, and he continues to make people smile. So good for him. Good for him for making people smile during this time. And my rattle, my my Den's Dagger will be, once again, I didn't really get to explain too much in my intro, but for the Jackals, yes. If you want to come see me work, I'm starting my new job, I believe, on next Thursday is the opening day for the Jackals. They're playing with New Jersey Wise guys, Sussex County Miners, New York Rockland Boulders and another New York Brave, I believe, is the other team. So if you want to see me there, come to Montclair State University in New Jersey, buy a ticket, and you'll see me working there. And you'll see me doing a lot of things, whether it's game day promotions, maybe working the scoreboard, maybe doing some PA announcing. Who who knows? But I'm excited to be there. And I was even more excited to have you guys on as guests. So for that, I, I thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Absolutely. And I'll just end it off really quickly like this. Please be sure to follow me at JordanWolf26 on Instagram, Twitter, uh, at the Wolf's Den one for episode releases, at PO6 for Snapchat out there. Yes, I say it every time, every episode at the end. And also, thank you to the nurses so much for battling COVID-19. I say this every week because they deserve all the credit they can get for going in these hostile environments and battling the situation with the most utmost class. So for Liz Flynn, Kaylin Terry, Jordan Wolf. That is episode nine of the Wolf's Den. Is finito. Please stay tuned for episode 10, which might come out sooner than you think. So have a good day, everyone.